Welcome to Gaming Dad 101, the show where gamers became dads and now we're looking for cheat codes. Welcome to episode 29, everybody, for the second week of May. Hi, everybody. Uh, as usual, I am your host, Chris, and joining me is Brian. Yeah. Brian, what, yeah. What's up, Brian? So, all right, so a yeah. little... A little short story into what's been going on. This is the second time we tried to record today because the internet didn't want to work with us earlier. So, uh, hopefully, Again. hopefully things are going smooth. Um, so far, Brian has sounded perfect throughout the test. So we'll we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but before we get into the episode, everybody, remember that Gaming Dad One Hundred One goes live every Wednesday on podcast services everywhere. Make sure to subscribe to all the episodes so that they go straight to your device. You don't even have to look for them. And while you're there, go ahead and give us a rating. Uh, you don't even have to leave a comment. I mean, if you want to leave a comment, by all means. But the ratings are really what helps us. It's what shows how our show is doing to everybody out there. So that if anybody wants to check out a new gaming show or something of the nature they can come check us out so anybody who's done so already thank you so much anybody who hasn't given us a rating we would really appreciate it if you did so let's get on with the show now that we've gotten the rigmarole out of the way so brian how's your week been going bro oh well it it's been pretty good it got kind of crazy there on thursday the volcano erupted on the big island it was kind of well Oh, that's erupted. right. I totally yeah. forgot. I, I know we talked about this when we tried recording earlier, but dude, glad you're alive for real. Yeah. So uh, we learned some things about Hawaii. One, that the volcanoes are active on some of the islands still. Okay. For a second there, I thought you were going to be like, so we learned something about Hawaii. It has volcanoes. <laughs> no, no, no crap. Like, if you know anything about Ohio, you should know it has volcanoes. Anyways. So, one, the volcano didn't actually erupt yet. It's more of a uh, shift, is what they're calling it, or what they should be calling it. Of course, you know, news, you know, eruption gets more views than shift. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we found out on Thursday that the volcano was doing its thing and it got kind of scary, but we're on a different island entirely, so it doesn't matter. And... Apparently, it's messing up with your sleep as well, huh? Yeah, excuse me. Wow. Um, <laughs> anyways, there was a, on Friday, we found out there was a 6.9 magnitude earthquake over on the big island. So that alone is scary because with earthquakes on the islands, there's also tsunamis. So we had a scare about that, but, you know, the water didn't really shift or anything. So other than that, the weekend's been good. Went to the beach and chilled with the kids so there you go so it's one of those cases where you're living in paradise but you're constantly in fear of dying i kind of it's kind of poetic i like it i mean speak for yourself (laughs) i personally didn't really phase me too much but it was kind of weird because we were in a when they like around when they announced that there was a 6.9 earthquake we were actually in a restaurant and didn't realize it and I noticed that like all the lamps were shifting a little bit on the roof, and my and my wife was like, "Yeah, it's probably the air vents." Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah cause, probably because there goes that fast. Like, it can shake everything. Yeah, well, I mean, like it, it made sense because it was kind of cold in there too. And then after the fact, I found out about the six point nine. I was like, "Oh, maybe it wasn't the air." <laughs> <laughs> we were far enough away that that could be just you know what was left of it by the time it hit us. 
Yeah, man. Well, I'm glad you're alive. I'm glad everybody's safe. Um, yeah, because yeah, I still remember my conversation. That, that to me, is still the funniest part. It's the whole, are you guys okay? Yeah, it happened in the other island. It's like, I don't care what the islands are called. I just know you're in Hawaii. That's all that matters. Are you okay? Period. Good. Well, Hawaii is a bunch of islands. The, oh, well, <laughs> duh. But I'm not going to learn them. I, okay. I will try to learn them, and I'm sure I eventually will learn them, and I will eventually be able to say, Brian lives on this island. But okay. until that day, it's just Hawaii. Okay, so real quick, the big island is also Hawaii Island is the big deal of that. It was the first island I think the colonists found. Anyways, we're on Oahu, which is where Pearl Harbor is. Mm, oh, actually, I may be able Okay, I can remember that. Where are they? Pearl Harbor. Got it. There you go. There you go. Not, not, not Hawaii or Big Island. <laughs> <laughs> just, just Pearl Harbor. <laughs> that will work. Um, yeah, dude. With me, um, we've been doing great. Um, with the exception of JC's sick, has been sick this whole weekend, unfortunately, and he keeps he gets better, then he gets worse, then he gets better, then he gets worse, and it's just this like persistent fever. He doesn't really have too much of a cough. Uh, I basically it's one of those cases where if his fever keeps being as persistent as it's been, he's going to the doctor first thing tomorrow morning. But, I mean, the fever has gone down from when we first caught it, so at the very least, that's good news, you know? But aside from that, not bad. Have you gotten any gaming done this week or anything? Or It's been playing Monster Hunter. Like I said, until Tuesday, that's the only game that I technically own. Though I realized something yesterday that's pretty exciting is that uh, my copy of Morrowind, uh, Elder Scrolls Online Morrowind, is in the shipment. And I haven't gotten nice. to play that yet. So that might be something I might pick up for a little bit just to, you know, try it out. And this is the Morrowind for Elder Scrolls Online, or? Yeah, Elder Scrolls Online. No, trust. Now that uh, Elder- Morrowind is backwards compatible, I'm going to be picking up a copy of that pretty soon so I can play that. So as you can well. go back to that, too. <clears throat> you yeah. know, I haven't gotten on to Elder Scrolls Online in a very long time. Um, I believe last time I played, I was a tier one. Like, at the end, I don't know. I was in the end game already, but like, it was... I don't really know anything about it, so... Oh, dude, you're in for a yeah. treat. So, like, it's a lot of fun. It's, of course, a lot of more... It's a lot more fun with other people. Um, and again, shame that you have a freaking Xbox. Otherwise, I'd play with you, too. But... Um, it can be a lot of fun, so I I highly recommend that. And and it sucks that that's the only game that you can play, but you're getting your stuff what Tuesday. So for for context, again, as we as we mentioned, we're going to be recording these on the weekend until Brian gets all his stuff and gets settled with all his stuff. So um, we're recording this on a Sunday, so you still got two more days to go till you can get your stuff and start setting up your house, huh? Yeah. We're pretty excited about that. The biggest thing being the washer and the dryer. <laughs> oh, that that's gotta suck. Oh man. Yeah, we gotta go to on base to go to the cleaners there and wash all our stuff in this hot freaking cleaner place. Oh, that sucks. Well, if it makes you feel any better, I've been playing a game that might make things you know more improved for you. Uh, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze. See what I did there? See what I did there? (laughs) It's the corniest joke I've ever come up with. Anyway, um, dude, so I finally, I picked up a copy of Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze for the Switch. I've never been able to play it on the Wii U, and it looked very interesting. It's essentially a prettier version of your classic Donkey Kong games. That's so far um, what I've come across. I haven't gotten too far. 
I let's see. I played roughly, roughly about an hour and a half. Of course, that is because the game came in. I got excited. I put it in. I played it. I was like, "This game is awesome! I can't wait to sink my teeth into it." But God of War is more important. So, I've been playing, of course, more God of War. Um, but Tropical Freeze, I highly recommend it. From what I've played it, it's it's a lot of fun. It's it's got this like super easy mode that I feel that would be great for families it's also a couch co-op you can play multiplayer like the old school games where you each control one of the kongs um so that has that going for it that's pretty cool so my wife and i were actually playing for quite a bit because of that because again i i love that nintendo seems to be the one that's kind of bringing back the whole couch co-op ordeal and getting people to start playing with each other again and that sounded terrible now that i heard it out loud um but start playing games (laughs) on the couch together rather than only playing games together online so it was it's been a great addition i can't wait to sink my teeth into it a little bit more and of course i'll be talking a little bit more about it as i keep playing it but of course the Peace de resistance is God of War because that game, no matter how much I play of that game, it just keeps getting more and more and more beautiful. And honestly, at this point, I was I spoke with uh, Picky Gamer Dad. Um, we at some point would like to do a spoiler cast episode because there's a lot of theories that him and I have been having as we're playing the game. Um, I'm hoping that by the time that we finish it, and again, since we are dads, of course, it takes us longer than your average gamer. Um, but by the time that we finish it and we can put together a spoiler cast, I'm hoping, Brian, that you get a chance to play it too since you have been in the market trying to get a PlayStation. So... If that's the case, then we can kind of the three of us join in. If not, that might be like a special episode that that we do side, you know, separate um, to kind of talk a little bit more about the game. Might even make it for the YouTube channel or something. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But yeah, we'll have to see. <clears throat> yeah. Um. But dude, this game is just I cannot get enough of the game, and it's just so beautiful. I actually and I didn't post them on the group because I didn't know if anybody would want to see that. I didn't want to spoil it for anybody. But I posted a whole mess of pictures on my Facebook. Um, my personal Facebook in terms of me playing it just to show off some of the screen caps that I've gotten while playing the game because a lot of the pictures that I've taken and a lot of the screen, uh, screen caps that I've posted they look like they're promo pictures that Sony took but in reality they're just me taking pictures as I'm playing the game and the fact that it looks that amazing is just breath freaking taking as a matter of fact right before we started recording i was playing again uh because i i put in yesterday saturday i played roughly from from 10 a.m to about 6 15 p.m like non-stop like the the wonderful thing about the baby being sick uh which of course there really is no wonderful part to a baby being sick but the only thing that it did lend itself to is that because he's been sick and he's been tired, you know, he's been mostly sleeping, which allowed me to be able to play pretty much uninterrupted. There were a couple interruptions here and there, but, you know, playing from 10 a.m. to about 6, 15 p.m., like that, that was wonderful. I felt like I was 19 again. Um, but, dude, I can't recommend this game enough. Um I I I, I want to talk about the game, but the problem is if I talk about it, it spoils things. You know what I mean? But the one thing that I will say, um, which I was telling you, Brian, right before we started recording, <clears throat> this game, and I think one of the reasons why I'm connecting so much to this game is because it's very much like 
the purpose of the show. You know what I mean? Like we're playing a game, but it is about parenting. This game is very much about the dynamic of being a father and the dynamic of being a son. And it's one of those cases where you see them grow together. And I've, I've mentioned that from day one, there is a lot of Kratos in myself. <clears throat> there is a lot of the way that he acts that I act that way too. There, there's a lot of times where he says something and, you know, things come out wrong because you're very set in your ways and you look at things a certain way. And at the end of the day, you know what's best for your kid. But at the same time, like your kid is very imaginative and very lively and, and he's humble and he's this and he's that, you know, and it, it really resonates between me and my oldest son, AJ. So that is why I'm loving the game. And it's one of those cases where uh, I will say this part because it doesn't really spoil it because everybody already knows this. Just in case, spoiler alert, Kratos is a god. So in part of the game, um, your son finds out that you're a god and that kind of changes his dynamic um, because, you know, he's looking at the matter of, well, you're a god, so why the hell do we have to worry? Who's going to mess with us? You know what I mean? Like, if anybody tries to, well, they're in our way. Well, you're a god. You can do this, and you can do that. And it's just like, he becomes so arrogant over the fact that his father's a god. And it's kind of like, you can kind of start to understand why Kratos was a certain way. And it, again, it basically just made me relive my life. And it's one of those where... If my oldest were to suddenly find out, for example, that I was a god or that he was a god, he would get arrogant. I mean, who wouldn't? You know what I mean? When it comes down to it, it's it's the innocence of being a child. It's not even like, like, I know that I connected to myself and my kid, and that's just me. But I'm sure that there's a lot of people playing this that have children that connected to their own. Because at the end of the day, it's the, na nativi the naivety. Not naivete? I don't know how to say it. Whatever. <laughs> when you're naive and you're kind of like on top of the world and this whole like you know people can't mess with us you shouldn't mess with us we'll just kill them and you can do this and you that and that and it's just like okay dude you need to calm down but yeah man i'm i'm loving the game i can't get enough of it i'm still if, you know how you talk about monster world hunter monster world hunter <laughs> monster hunter world <laughs> There you go. <laughs> Jesus. You, the way you're talking about that and how much you love that game is the way that I feel about this game. And at this point, I was talking to somebody else online. I don't even remember who, so I apologize in advance. But I was talking to somebody, and this, this the discussion of Game of the Year this year is going to be very, very, very interesting. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I didn't even think about it. Monster Hunter World could be up for that as well. Monster Hunter World totally deserves to be there. In my opinion, though, I don't think that it can beat out God of War, to be honest with you. At least in the... Like, if you're looking at it in... Forget Game of the Year. Start thinking more about Game Awards, uh, the Game Awards show next year. If it comes down to Game Awards, Monster Hunter is going to win a lot of them. But I still think that God of War is going to beat it out in terms of how many... Uh, how many wins it has overall just because the story is so solid the graphics are solid the gameplay is solid everything about it is solid again the only issue i've had with the game where that one glitch where kratos walked through a door that he shouldn't have walked through because the door was still closed and the other one was the drop in frame rate which has only happened twice and it's only happened after playing long amounts of time and I think that, so at that, at that point, I think it's more of a hardware issue than it is a software issue. You know what I mean? So 
I don't know. Like I'm looking at it and recently, and I posted it the other day in the Facebook group, uh, which again, you can check out by going to facebook.com backslash groups backslash gaming dad one one Um, we posted the new trailer for the new Red Dead Redemption. And as beautiful as that game looks and as excited as I've been for Red Dead to come back, I'm having a hard time thinking that that game can beat out God of War. Yeah. Thinking about it, I don't think Monster Hunter is great. I love it. I don't know if it's going to beat a game for Game of the Year just because its story is probably one of its big downfalls. Uh, it's just, it doesn't really have much of a story, and that's fine, because that's the way Monster Hunter has always been. It's got more than any of the other Monster Hunters has ever had, but at the end, it's still, you know, the whole point of the game is to get sweet loot, go kill monsters so you can get more sweet loot. Exactly. Like there's it. there's no growth of character. There's no tugging at your heartstrings, you know what I mean? Like, there was a point... We're playing God of War where Cece looked at me and she was like, oh, my God, I think I'm going to cry. You know what I mean? And it's just because it's doing that. And, again, nothing wrong with Monster World Hunter. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> yeah. um, nothing wrong with Monster so, Hunter World. It's just that, like you said, there is a lack of story. It's a great game and it has, you know, and it's, it gets down to the point. It's kind of, it feels like it's one of those games that it's just like, here you go, run wild. And that's great and all, but at the end of the day you're not feeling for the character. You're not growing with the character. You're not, you know what I mean? Like your perspective in regards to the game aren't being changed from time to time. You're simply just, as you mentioned here, here's your weapon, go kill some shit and go build more stuff. You know what I mean? Go craft stuff. Yeah. it's The game, the game awards next year are going to be interesting because there's, what the big games that we've gotten so far that have been really really successful monster hunter for sure god of war hands down and you know that's that's really it you had like far cry came out and it came and went like there hasn't really been a whole lot of hype about that uh you know there's i can't think of any others that's the problem like there's not a whole lot that really stands out this year besides those two then you've got games coming like Detroit Become Human. You've got your uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. You have your Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man, Super Smash Brothers. Yep. Supposedly. Super well, Smash Bros. remember, we did learn last week that E3 for Nintendo is going to be primarily focused on Smash Brothers. So I, I'm, I'm almost 99.9% .9 sure that Smash Brothers will be out before 2018 is over. Chances are it's going to be holiday 2018 or, you know, between October to December. So, you know, the last quarter of the year. But at the end of the day, that game will be here 2018. Yeah. And that, you know, that's going to sell more switches, obviously. Of course. <laughs> but, uh, you know, thinking about it, like, there's there's not, like, many games right now besides God of War Monster Hunter this year that really, like, excite me alone but thinking about it besides red dead redemption there's not really more than that well i mean like, to the me, big ones so far i would say sorry is monster hunter red dead god of war and super smash brothers that's it yeah i mean and don't get me wrong like i i want to play detroit become human i'm super excited about detroit become human i loved the demo and i and i am going to preach high praises of the game unless the game proves me otherwise and then of course i'll talk bad about it but the point is, is that even as excited as I am for that title, it's not taking away from me 
feeling that God of War deserves to be game of the year so far this year. And again, there are other games coming. There's, you know, there, there's a whole mess of announcements. E3 is around the corner. We know, we have no idea what surprises they can come out with. Now, don't get me wrong. For all we know, granted, I don't think this is actually going to happen. <clears throat> and we will get into E3 predictions later on in the month because we are going to have a panel discussion for predictions and stuff that we are scheduling. Uh, we'll let you know some more about it because I would like to get some of the Facebook group involved in that episode too. But we'll get there. Um, but we don't know. They could be announcing um, Death Stranding coming out the end of this year, and that would be an amazing shakeup. I don't think they're ready, but we don't really know what Death Stranding is. We don't know how long they've actually been working on it, so we don't necessarily know whether it is a potential that they are, you know, that they are ready or not. But, I mean, right now, like I'm looking, for example, personally, the only games that I have still pending <clears throat> from my pre-orders are the Spiral Collection, which is arriving September 21st, which, great, I'm super excited about that. I think my kids are going to love it. I mostly got it for my wife, my kids, and, you know, for myself as well. But, really, it's more like a family game that I got it for. Super Smash Brothers, which we know will likely be out this year, and yes, I'm excited about that game, but it's not going to be a game that takes Game of the Year. It's lacking story, it's lacking, you know, other things. And it'll, I'm sure it'll be a solid game, but I, I don't, and I may be wrong, feel free to write us, but I don't think Smash Brothers has ever won a Game of the Year in the years that it's come out, you know. I don't think too many fighting games have. Exactly, and it, and it's nothing to do with the game itself. It's just the genre doesn't really lend itself to hold, you know, game of the year material. I mean, look at what won game of the year last year. For a lot of outlets, it was Breath of the Wild, and for other outlets, it was Horizon Zero Dawn. Those are the two games that were kind of universally game of the year for most outlets. So you're looking at story, you're looking at graphics, you're looking at mechanics, you're looking at, you know, a game that has basically come out and transcended and created and put its, um, th you know, thumbprint into the world of gaming. And sadly, like right now, the only one that contends is that one. Because again, Detroit Human, which is another one on my list, looks great, but I don't think it'll be game of the year. We'll see. Hopefully, I'm, I'm happily surprised. Spider-Man, even if it has a great story, again, I don't think that it is going to be able to surpass the dynamics that are expressed in God of War. And then Red Dead Redemption is the one that really could surprise us because at the end of the day, Rockstar has been amazing at making games. They have won Game of the Year multiple times with Grand Theft Auto V. They did it again with uh, Red Dead Redemption, the first one. Um, I don't... No, they weren't the ones who did Red Dead Revolver. They published it, but I don't think they were the ones who developed it. But anyway, the point is that they've won this before, and that's kind of, that kind of title does have. It lends itself to potentially do so, but based on what we've seen so far, I don't know yet. Um, what we've seen so far, Red Dead has only been coverage mostly by IGN because they have exclusive uh, coverage for the game at first. And I'm sure we'll learn more at E3, so I'm excited about that. But again, there aren't many games this year that I'm looking forward to, at least at the moment, that I have to have and I have to play. Mm, I guess E3 is really going to be the deciding factor in a month, and then we'll get to really see what's going to be happening this year. Basically, and I have you have no idea how excited I am for E3 this year. Like It's one of those things that I, I think that this is going to be 
a bigger shocker than last year's E3, where the show is going to end and we're just going to be like, oh my god, look at everything that got announced. You know what I mean? So it it should be a fun take. We'll we'll see how it goes, and hopefully it'll be something that leaves us all in shock and awe. And so. Mm-hmm. Be- before we keep ranting on and on about Game of the Year, um, let's go ahead and get into some news. So the first uh, bit of news that I wanted to get into is uh, actually from GameSpot.com by Steve Watts. Uh, the Federal Trade Commission has warned several companies, including Microsoft, Nintendo, and Sony, that the warnings against third-party repairs are illegal. Um, this is specifically referring to those devices that you guys are well aware of, I'm sure, by now where there are stickers on the inside of these devices to prove that they've been quote-unquote tampered with and that it quote-unquote negates your warranty. As it turns out, according to the um, the Federal Trade Commission, all of that is actually illegal. And whether you open it and receive third-party repair should not and cannot void your warranty. So there have been several warrants uh, that have been uh, sent out to not only these companies, of course, these are the ones that we focus on because of the theme of the show, but there's other companies as well that have been kind of doing that. And it's very interesting to say the least because a lot of us have been gypped out at one time or another out of a warranty. I'm sure you have yourself as well, Brian. And yeah. it's it's always been weird to me and kind of upsetting to me to think that all that stands between you being covered from faulty so, um, you know, hardware and not being covered from faulty hardware is down to a sticker that could potentially break on its own or have any other you know sort of thing happen to it. You know, even if even if it's one of those cases where the the adhesive melts, technically speaking, you're the one liable for it melting, whether it's something that's wrong with the hardware. So I'm, I like the fact that the Federal Trade Commission is kind of stepping in on this. What do you think? Uh, I like it too because that's going to be a boon for a lot of gamers who have issues with their consoles. You know, it's still we we live in an age right now where uh, bugs are the norm as far as like consoles, games, you name it. There isn't really been one company that hasn't really released a bug-free system in a long time. Uh, the Switch came pretty damn close, but even then, like initially, Switches were having problems with the glass that they had on them. Uh. So to have this extra bit of protection to know that your warranty is still going to be good no matter, you know, what goes on, whether you go to somebody local to try to get it fixed or not, that's that's awesome. <laughs> it adds more value to the consoles, I think. I think so, too, and it kind of protects you from similar things. And this is not a story that we put on our docket, but I actually just remembered it. Um, and the funny part about it is that it actually stems from here, from Jacksonville, Florida, um, where... A gentleman here in Jacksonville, Florida, is actually suing NICO because if you remember a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how third-party um, third docks have been causing issues and, and bricking certain switch systems. So the guy in Jacksonville, Florida, actually started a class action suit against NICO to get protection with what happened to their switches because their switches are now not being covered because... You know, Nyko is the one who bricked it, even though Nintendo did the update and everything. So it's it's one of those cases where this can only be more protection for consumers, in my opinion, only because it'll be harder to get taken advantage of by the big corporate companies where, again, a tiny sticker stood between you being covered or not, regardless of whether the system was faulty in the first place or not. So I, I really do like that, and I'm glad that they're doing so. 
Um, because again, it would prevent certain issues like, again, that, you know, class action suit against Nyko that's currently taking place. Yeah, that's, it just goes to show that, you know, not always is it that, you know, companies are out to get the player for their money, you know. Now somebody's actually standing up for us a little bit. Yeah, no, it feels good for somebody to stand up for the gamers because we know that normally we're the ones that get, you know, tossed underground and all that so fun stuff. So, all right, so moving on from that, <clears throat> I wanted to give a little bit of uh, interesting news for God of War fans out there that are ones that are playing the game. Uh, such as myself, there is a bit of a hidden Easter egg in God of War. I know that we talked about one last week. I'm talking about a different one this week. There is actually a nod to, if you believe it or not, the Avengers Infinity War in God of War. In God of War, the Infinity Gauntlet is actually featured to some extent uh, in the form of a talisman that is known as the Shattered Gauntlet of Ages. Uh, and basically... I actually, I actually have it. I don't ask me how I really received it, but uh, apparently, it's an ancient relic uh, of hell deemed too powerful to remain whole. Fragments of its form and strength lie scattered throughout the realms, and you can actually find different gems that coincide with what the Infinity Stones are. So, like, if you have. Um, and Vari's soul, that's considered the soul stone. Asgard's shard of existence, that's the reality stone. The eye of the outer realm is the space stone. Ivaldi's corrupted mind is the mind stone. Uh, Mopoheim's eye of power, that's the power stone. And Nord's temporal stone is the time stone. So you can actually get all of these uh, within the game and have your very own Infinity Gauntlet, which I think is friggin' awesome. And when I found it, I kind of you know, fangirled out because I had already put it in the docket. I hadn't really looked into how to get it because I didn't want to spoil it for myself. And then somehow I was in my game and I realized I had just gotten it and I freaked out. So that was pretty cool. Uh, it sounds like they've really, really put a lot of effort into putting some really good Easter eggs into God of War, which I love. I love being able to get that little photos for actually going and exploring the world that people made for you. And that's the thing. It all it does is it makes you want to explore even more. Because that's all I that's all I want to do, man. Like I've I've been focusing a lot on the story, but every now and then I go and take different routes and and I get lost in the world. And there's just so much to do in this world that it's just freaking awesome. And again, it's it's beautiful and it's just a lot to play with. So the fact that we have little things like the Infinity War, you know, Infinity Gauntlet hidden in it, and we have. Uh, secrets inside of the collector's editions map uh, that you can find within the world. It just makes me wonder what else is out there that still hasn't been found. Because you know that every now and then there are those games that have little Easter eggs that people don't find for 10, 15, 20 years later. So it's one of those, like, what else is in here? I mean, we talked about it already with the uh, that Metal Gear online part. <clears throat> Wait, which one? The, the Metal Gear one with the... Uh... Everybody deactivates their nukes all at once, and you get a different end scene. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yep. Yeah, and it's something that nobody ever thought would actually be possible. So, I don't know. It'll be nice, uh, and it'll be it'll be interesting. So, I, I look forward to seeing what more we have hidden within that game. Now, the other thing that I did want to talk about, there's another news article that actually is featured coming out of Jacksonville, Florida as well, funny enough, or ironically oh, enough. <clears throat> Now, 
This one is regarding, and I'll read the, the, the headline before I get into it. <clears throat> Florida man stabbing friend for saying PUBG is better than Fortnite is satirical news. So apparently there was a story going around, and uh, I'll read it. <clears throat> the original story reads, Jacksonville, a Florida man has been arrested for reportedly stabbing his friend for saying, quote, PUBG is better than Fortnite. Andrew Lee, 19, reportedly stabbed his friend, David Owen, 20, twice for saying PUBG was better than his favorite game, Fortnite. David survived the attack and is currently being treated at the ER, according to David. No, according to David, him and Andrew were playing Fortnite when David lost, and then he said, this is why PUBG is better. At which point, they both began arguing before it ended with Andrew stabbing David. Quote, unquote, he's still my homie, said David. He's just retarded and can't help it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, well, he didn't have to say PUBG was better than Fortnite because it's not, said Officer Bill Miller. Dumbass had it coming if you ask me. So, needless to say, I think this was kind of obvious like a fake story but i just one i thought it'd be funny to share because again who doesn't like a good laugh and two it's kind of sad that we are living in a world where such fake news and not just this news but other more you know world affecting type of things are being misconstrued are being uh put out there without anybody knowing what's going on and people are reacting without ever fact checking i mean just reading the original article should have been enough for people to realize this doesn't seem in the up and up. But if you look at it, they actually have examples of different people tweeting out the story, talking about the game. And apparently it was trending on Twitter in regards to this happening. Um, that never actually happened. But the problem is, and again, because we are in Florida... Sadly, the craziest stories that seem to be on the news, not just lately, <laughs> but for years, tend to start with Florida man did so and so and so and which. Like a uh, Florida man throws gator through a drive through. Yep. Or Florida man, man, Florida man found naked in front of, um, what is it, in in chicken coop or whatever the case was. I can't remember what it was right now. Oh, there was another one where it was like. Um, group is it Florida? Florida group. Um, ah, what was it? I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but essentially, what the story ended up being is uh, a senior home in the middle of Florida and like mid um, central Florida was apparently spreading some um, some nastiness uh, because the elderly people were kind of you know getting it on a little too much. Uh, yeah, and, and it caused an epidemic of certain things you don't want. And yeah, kind of like an entire an entire retirement community was uh kind of affected because everybody was uh everybody was taking Viagra. So yeah, and there you go. Sadly, most most of the weird stories start out with Florida X, and then it comes keeps going to the point where you know, as a matter of fact, we have a show that we've been talking about to do something of that nature. So we'll see what happens, but. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be interesting for sure to say the least. Mm-hmm. All right. Fun fact: I haven't heard anything except someone got stabbed out here on the news. Like in the last month that I've been here, it's nice. <laughs> oh yeah, so it's well, man, it's paradise, man. What are they gonna do? Like on, on another news today, the tide was very low, so we did not get surf. <laughs> yeah, that's actually there's like surf news as well. 
Oh my god, are I you kidding me? I was totally thing. being a jackass and I didn't realize. No, there's was like real surfing news. Like, oh my god, that is awesome. That is too free. Okay, yeah, we're, we're, I'm gonna need to visit. <laughs> make sure, make sure you put out a cot or something. I'm coming over. Um, so moving on. All right, so we've talked about Nintendo. We talked a little bit earlier about how Nintendo is already well, not Nintendo. Nico's being sued because of what happened with the Nintendo Switch. The Nintendo Switch is unfortunately again not out of the water. We talked about this last year at this point um because it did happen in 2017 and i think it was one of the first shows that we did where nintendo was being sued um by a different company uh claiming that they were uh infringing on their um uh what is it called infringing on their ah oh, jesus christ their patent thank you <laughs> no help brian <laughs> anyway <laughs> You're okay. <laughs> yeah, apparently. You got there on your own. I did. It took me a while. It was painful, but I got there. So Not for me. Yeah, I'm sure it was entertaining. So a story uh, on Engadget by Jessica Condit. Uh, Nintendo is under investigation by the U.S. Internal Trade Commission, and the fate of the Switch hangs in the balance. Game Vice, the company behind the Wikipad and the line of snap-on controllers for mobile devices, says that Nintendo Switch violates its patents on attachable handheld gamepads and their related accessories. Alleging violations of the Tariff, tariff Act of 1930, Game Vice is requesting a cease-and-desist order against Nintendo, a move that will halt imports of the switch into the u.s so this has become a little bit more serious the last time that game vice tried to sue was because again a peripheral that they created which is u-shaped um that can be attached to different tablets so that you can play games on them uh because it was you know you could snap it on and snap it off they were trying to sue nintendo for that idea because again the joy cons snap on and off but it seems that they've taken it even farther, and now they're trying to sue to get it to be not be imported at all uh, altogether, which, of course, could be a huge problem for Nintendo and the Switch. Now, personally, I'm not concerned, but what do you think, Brian? I think it's trash. And it goes to show that the success of the Switch and how awesome it is, because anytime someone becomes successful... You get attention from both fronts, good and bad. And in this case, somebody saw that Switch was making a ton of money, and oh, it looked kind of like their their own technology, which I saw the video, and it's sort of similar, not even barely close. Like, you have to squint really hard <coughs> to even see any kind of resemblance. <laughs> so, someone saw that the Switch and Nintendo were making buku dollars, and that, oh, hey, I might be able to jump on that boat by suing them. Yeah. So all it is is wasting time, and Nintendo's going to get out of it because it's Nintendo one and two. The products don't even really look that much alike. Well, here's the thing, Nintendo. I agree with you that they don't really look too much alike. I mean, Game Vice, what they devised is uh, a similar. It, it kind of looks like a U shape type of a deal um, that does quote unquote snap on. It's not the same sort of thing, but at the end of the day, when it's put together. Sure, the resemblance is kind of there, but at the same time, it also looks like a giant Game Gear for anybody that remembers a Game Gear. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it's one of those cases where they've already lost once. Nintendo has already won. Um, basically the same lawsuit. Now they're going you know, to attack it based on patents. 
one, Nintendo has some of the best <laughs> attorneys in the world. Nintendo gets sued and sues a lot of people all the time. They're very litigious. Please don't sue us, Nintendo. We're just talking facts here. <clears throat> but they protect their stuff. I mean, it's nothing wrong with them. I don't blame them. Whenever they sue somebody, it's all about protecting their IP. You know what I mean? Whether whether it's their games, whether it's their, their hardware, where, whatever the case may be, they sue to protect their own stuff. So I don't blame them in the slightest. I don't see any issues with it. Again, Nintendo, please don't sue me. Anyway, so I really don't think that this will hold case in water. Now, at the same time, let's pretend that Nintendo does feel that it's kind of in heavy water and it's kind of like, you know, dealing with an issue. Then at that point, I'm sure that they'll make some sort of settlement. I mean, as much as I would hate to think that they're going to have to settle, at the end of the day, Nintendo's going to do what it needs to do. Do you honestly think that Nintendo is going to allow for the sale of their uh, Switch, the, the, the system that has basically brought them from the brink of death? They're going to stop bringing that into the U.S. because some company that nobody's ever really heard of tried to sue them? Like, they'll find a way out of it. Nah, they're going to blow that lawsuit out of the water and then move on with their lives. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. We'll keep an eye on this because, again, if, if somehow they manage to get Nintendo to stop shipping into the U.S., that is going to be uh, – that is going to affect everybody. I, I mean, at the end of the day, that's what's going to happen. So hopefully we'll see. Hopefully it, it, you know, it comes out the way that it should and the whole way that we hope, not the way that nobody really wants to. So we'll see. Um, before we continue to, there, there's two other stories. I want to take the, the last one and then the last one Brian's going to talk about. Um, for God of War, since we had talked about it, I forgot to mention before when we were mentioning it uh, with the Infinity Stones. But another thing that I wanted to bring up, and this is another reason why the whole Game of the Year contention. According to PlayStation Blog, God of War sold 3.1 million copies worldwide in only three days, from April 20th to April 22nd. Man, killing it. 3.1 million copies. Like million. Million copies. <laughs> but no, man, realistically, like that is an amazing number of, of, of copies to be selling. You know what I mean? Like I kind of feel like to an extent, like it's almost as if every person with a PlayStation got it, you know? And even then got extra. So I don't know, man. They're killing it. Like it's one of those cases where they are just one hundred thousand percent killing it. So, oh yeah. Again, congratulations, and I've already tweeted at them and everything. But if anybody has Twitter, go go congratulate Sony Santa Monica, because at the end of the day, we we live in a community and we're part of a gaming community that is very negative and likes to complain about a lot. Unfortunately, and if you listen to, there are certain podcasts out there where they preach a lot about positivity, and I want us to be one of those podcasts where in a community that can be as toxic as gaming. Because you do, let's face it, you have those people that are just toxic to the gaming community. The trolls. They're the trolls. All the trolls. The people that like to complain all the time. They like to fight. They like to make issues for other people. And all they do is tweet at people and complain and, and, and bitch about the games and all this and all that. But when something goes right... Nobody ever reaches out to the studio to say, hey, good job. Hey, this game is awesome. Hey, I love the game. 
So if you're enjoying whatever game you enjoy, you know what? Take two seconds and tweet at the, the creator, tweet at the writer, tweet at the company, whatever the case. Let them know that you're enjoying it. You know, the positive feedback does actually go a long way. And that's one of the things that I did is I tweeted at them. And I was like, great, great freaking game. You guys totally deserve this. 3.1 million copies is outstanding. And that number is only going to continue to grow, um, especially with people like me who are preaching high praises of this game and trying to get everybody to go check it out. So do that because we as brian said there's a lot of trolls we we don't want to be that community we want to be better than that feed community. the trolls we don't feed the trolls correct and then uh the last story uh brian uh was one that you found uh regarding destiny and the expansion coming out so if you want to go ahead and get into that since i i did not really follow with that one Yep. So some news has come out stating that uh, Destiny is going in the, I believe it is the fall DLC, that they're going to be getting a new game mode. And my first thought when I was reading the article was, oh God, they're getting a freaking Battle Royale mode like every other shooter (laughs) that's out there right now. Why? Oh God, why? (laughs) But then I read an article more and they're saying that more it's it's supposed to appeal more to RPG fans, things like that. And a lot of the the community content creators were invited to go play the new mode. And there was a lot of positive feedback. So I only wanted to talk about this article to talk about the fad of Battle Royale systems. And by fad, I mean it's going to be a new game style. It's going to be around for quite a long time just because it's really fun to fight a whole bunch of people all at once and be the last man standing. Do you really think it's going to last that long? I think so because it's a new, it's, it's very innovative, you know, and it, oh, it leans to a lot of like the battlefield fans who like fighting 36 on 36. And, you know, there's a lot of people who are like, you know, I am the best and I want to prove that. But there's a lot of these team-based games that they have to play. And deathmatches have been around, but they've always been so small. You know, deathmatch can even be like, you know, 36 people fighting each other all at once. There's never really been 100 people on top of each other until there's only one person left. So having a system like that is really appealing, especially to the people that really want to show off how skilled they are. Uh, You know, and... I think this is a good way to do it. But the problem is is that now that the people have seen the success of Fortnite in, in player unknown battlegrounds, now everybody wants to do it. <laughs> and there's some games that just shouldn't. Like Call of Duty. Call of Duty is has had deathmatch systems and things like that before, and it's been great, but putting a battle royal system, I don't really see it as and there's been rumors that they are making one, which is why I'm talking about it. Yeah. Uh, that I don't really see Call of Duty as a Battle Royale-style game. I feel like it should lean more towards like the team-based stuff. I mean, I can kind of see it. And with the good thing about Destiny, and we talked about this in the past, that Destiny has always been this big, like, everybody versus the world. And that's kind of what I liked about Destiny. So... I do agree that Battle Royale and Destiny may not be for the betterment of anything. Like, that one is, it's more of a, I think the, the mode that better suits Destiny is more of a, um, oh my god, Last Survivor, Last Man Standing. You know what I mean? That, that sort of gameplay kind of fits Destiny a lot better, but the whole Battle Royale, I, I don't know, man. I'm kind of thinking that, in my personal opinion, or at least I hope, 
it's going to just be a fad that burns very hot very quickly and then goes away forever. So I honestly think that, yes, for the next maybe three years, it's going to be every game trying to come out with their own version, everything, everybody trying to do the same thing. But there's only so much that you can do with that sort of gameplay. You know what I mean? Like, it's very limited in terms of kind of spicing it up. So you're going to have a lot of games that are going to feel the exact same. And I think that that's just going to lend itself for people to get fatigued on the, on it. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I again, don't get me wrong. It is going to be here for a little bit. It is going to burn very hot. I just don't know whether it's going to be something that we're talking about 10 years down the line. And it's still coming out. You know what I mean? Like there are yeah. some there's some game modes and there's some gaming tropes that come out that span, you know, lifetimes that literally like there's stuff in video games that you and I were playing, you know, back when we were children and that they're still stick around and that they're still being used and are still part of everyday games. But I just don't know if this will be here for the long run. And at the same time, like, you know, for example, like just looking at the mobile market kind of gives you an idea because Again, all all of these games rushed to try to get to the mobile, you know, mobile market to try to get on the phone. And now you can get PUBG, you can get um Fortnite, you can get um Rules of Survival uh on the on it. There's another one that came out, but there's there's a whole mess of them of the battle royale games that are coming out for mobile, for like your cell phone. And at the end of the day, like who's going to play them all? You know what I mean? Like you you may try them, you may see it, but a lot of them are going to burn out. And the way that I see it is that if you have too many of them out there, a lot of the games that used to sell well are not going to sell as well because it's the same thing. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what I'm hoping doesn't happen. Because if that starts to happen, then we're going to see some gaming franchises that are going to be hurting only because they decided to put in this mode that, you know, was just hot at the moment, you know? We shall see. That's all I got <clears throat> on that, man. It's just that I pray to God it isn't a battle royale system because it kind of ruins the uniqueness of Destiny. I mean, I guess the challenge is in making a battle royale system that everybody's going to want to play and that surprises people. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, if if they're not innovative, they're not going to get anywhere. So we'll see. But that's actually an interesting take. Well, hopefully... To be honest with you, I hope we're both wrong, just so like we can both be surprised in what ends yeah. up happening with it. But we'll see. So again, guys, that cuts it for the news for this week as well. As we mentioned, we're going into E3. So I wanna I wanna kind of put this out there a little bit to kind of give you guys a little more information. As I said, we are putting together a panel that we will be meeting in the next uh, I want to say two to three weeks, where we're gonna have a special episode. Where we'll cover the news for that week, sure, but the majority of the episode is going to be spent uh, having a panel discussion about E3. <clears throat> we're going to talk about what we're expecting. We're going to talk about the things that we would like to see there. Um, and to make it fun, I kind of want to make like some sort of wager. <laughs> we'll figure out whether it's for like something real or just for you know like the fake glory of you know saying we were one. But we want to take some of our predictions and see after E3 get back together uh, with the group and kind of see whose predictions were right, who was wrong, kind of dissect um, everything that was discussed about E3 um, so we can kind of do that. So 
As I mentioned, I would like to have a little bit more input from the community in that episode, so we will be posting um, a thread on our Facebook group. Um, I'm not sure when we'll let you guys know. It may be this week. If not, it'll be next. Um, again, if you don't follow us on Facebook, make sure you join us on Facebook so that you can be part of the discussion by going to Facebook.com and searching Gaming Data 101. Um, you'll find the group. Again, the group is basically the, it's the picture with our logo on it. Um, so go in there. Um, we have, as I've mentioned plenty of times, we have a great community in there that keeps growing and growing. It started off very small. It's, it started off with, you know, the same people posting every now and then. Now it's starting to include more people and more people are joining and little by little it's growing into a nice little community. So if you haven't joined us there, go join us. We'll be posting a thread uh, for people to make predictions for E3. Just random predictions. It doesn't doesn't have to be anything specific. It doesn't have to be to any system specific. But it, you know, it doesn't even have to be something that you think will happen. It's just give us your wildest dreams if you want, and we'll see what's going on. But we want to take those, and we'll talk about it on the episode. Um, so you give us your you know ideas for E3. And then, like I mentioned during the panel discussion, we'll give our take on what we think E3 will be like and what what we are expecting, uh, both realistically and unrealistically for E3, and any rumors we may have you know, gotten our hands on uh, from here to there. Uh, so that will be coming up in the next couple of weeks. But for this week, um, unfortunately, we are coming to a close. And when we're coming to the close of the episode, as per the usual, we share with you guys the gaming cheat code of the week. Now... Uh, this week's cheat code comes again from a listener from the community, uh, a friend of mine, dear friend of mine, Garrett Snyder. Um, he wanted to put um, the topic, he wanted me to rewrite it, but I'm actually going to just put it word for word the way he said it because I think he did a great job. His cheat code, cheat code number 20, what is it, what episode are we on, 29, 28, no, 29. I'm terrible at it, I'm forgetting. <laughs> Somewhere in there, yeah. <clears throat> well, you know what, it's, it's one of those good things and one of those bad things where you're starting to get to a point where you forget what episode number you're on. Because that just means we've done several of them, <laughs> you know what I mean? So it kind of starts to get forgetful. Um, mm -hmm. The only bad part is I have bad memory, and I was hoping I'd start forgetting around episode 100, not episode 29, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> so, it um, comes with age. Uh, uh, hey, do you call me old? <laughs> I mean, you're older than me, and I'm pretty old, so. Yeah, yeah, whatever. There you <laughs> go. So, uh, Chica number 29 by Garrett Schneider, Don't Lose Yourself. So what I mean by this is don't forget about yourself. It's cool to give your children all of you. It's cool to spend a lot of, uh, it's cool to spend a lot on them, both with time and money, but don't forget to take care of you and your hobbies. Uh, this was apparently uh, something that was recommended to him by a friend of him, a friend of his who now has a teenager and gave them that advice to him and his wife so that they take care of each other as well. So I thought that that was a great, um, a great cheat code uh, because it also relates to again what's been happening with my life um, I don't know about you Brian we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that as well but I'm sure that everybody listening and everybody who's a part of this group has had a moment where you are so focused on your children you're so focused on your family that you don't give time to yourself a lot of us our gaming time is the only time that we have to be by ourselves to mentally refresh to kind of you know what I mean? To enjoy something that we ourselves enjoy. And that's great. And that's wonderful that a lot of us are able to game. If you're not able to game, you should find the time to do something you love. Whether it's gaming, whether it's music, whether it's whatever the case. 
to give yourself a refresher because we need that as a as, as human beings we need that but at the same time it's nice and it's needed for a relationship so like you know recently after everything that's been going on we came to the realization that hell my wife and I haven't been on an actual like date in months you know what I mean? It's been one of those cases where we haven't treated ourselves in a while. We've been so focused on making sure the kids are good and making sure that AJ is doing well in school and making sure that JC is doing well and he's, you know, healthy. And like, for example, this weekend, this weekend, one of the things we we're going to do is I had made plans with my wife so that we could go have a date and we could go watch, you know, Infinity War. Um, I even made it so that, you know, because we're getting our oldest son back this weekend, you know, if we, we get him back before this time, let's go ahead and, you know, we can take him if you want, but we can be like a nice little, like, you know, doing something for the family where we're just, you know, having fun. And then, of course, JC got sick. So then, of course, that went, you know, that went away. And while, of course, we're always going to put things like that away to make sure that our child is healthy, it's one of those cases where in a lot of families, and what happens a lot with a lot of people is we make plans, some life happens. And then we never go back and actually do something that we enjoy. And it is very therapeutic for us mentally to get away and do something as well, to have a change. So I think it, I think it's a great cheat code. I don't know. I don't know, Brian. What, what do you think? I wholeheartedly agree. And it's not even something that you have to, like, commit to having, you know, like the kids are entirely gone for. Wait, repeat uh, that. For did, instance, did you say you hardly agree or you wholeheartedly agree? I wholeheartedly agree. Okay, I think that you broke <laughs> up a little bit, and I just wanted to make sure. Oh, no, no, I wholeheartedly agree. Because, like, this Saturday, for instance, we went to the beach. And the beach that we picked out is, it's so shallow for, like, a good mile out to, out to ocean, really. That, you know, we we literally just brought the kids there, took their toys out, and let them go to town. And it was in a way that where we didn't have to worry about them. So my wife and I actually got to like, you know, enjoy ourselves too in a way that, you know, the kids love them to death, but they didn't really like take up too much of our own personal time with each other. And even that in itself can be relaxing. So like finding different ways to get that time uh, is, you know, key keeping yourself, as they were saying. Yeah, man, and, and it's it's a matter of sanity. It's a matter of anxiety. It's a matter of stress. It's just if you don't, I mean, it, it's just like a bottle. Think of it that way. Eventually, a single drop will make a water, you know, make water boil over. I forgot what the saying is. I totally can't remember. Um, but basically, it's one of those cases where you can only fill a cup so much. You know, if you keep filling it and filling it and filling it and filling it, eventually it'll get to the brim and one single drop will make it spill over. And that's what you don't want. You want to be able to replenish. You want to be able to refresh yourself. You want to be able to be there mentally for your family not you know for yourself and for your family so it's one of those things that we do every now and then need a reminder that it is okay to do something for you it is okay every now and then to go out with the boys it is okay every now and then to go out with the girls it is okay every now and then to go out by yourself it is okay every now and then to go out on a date you know with with your spouse with whoever you're dating if you happen to be single or whatever the case may be but it is okay, and it is needed. It's what makes us feel better. 
if you're constantly living a life of stress without, you know, decompressing, you're just going to be extremely stressed the entire time. So it's not it's not good to live life that way. So definitely something that should be looked into. And if you're not putting in the time for yourself, make sure that you do so. Because, again, it this is for your own mental and physical health. So thank you very much, Garrett, for that cheat code. <clears throat> As I said, uh, I'm sure that a lot of us can relate. So that's kind of why I want to put it out there. So um, before we get out, Brian, anything that you want to plug, anything you want to share, any, any thoughts, any final thoughts? Uh, don't sweat it, guys. I'm sure the volcano is going to calm down out here. <laughs> and we'll be okay. If anyone's like, oh, my God, he's in the way. No, he never should have left for Hawaii. Nah, man. Uh, it's more like we're thinking, like, all right, we can sacrifice him and save the rest. <laughs> <laughs> You're funny. Uh, sometimes. It depends on the day. So, all right. So, if you if there's nothing else you want to plug, um, honestly, the only thing that I think I, I can think of right now that I want to plug, like, desperately, is if you haven't listened, if you're not a fan of Perfect Circle, first of all, go check them out. But definitely... If if you're a fan of Perfect Circle and you're a fan of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, um, go check out a song that uh, Perfect Circle did called "So Long and Thanks for All the Fish." It's been stuck. Wait, they, they made a song about the Hitchhiker's Guide. Oh my god, dude! I'm gonna send it to you as soon as we're done recording. Yes, <laughs> it is so freaking Please. good. I love it's, Perfect Circle. It is freaking good. It's freaking addicting, and it, it's just it it hits it hits you on all the right notes. It's it's wonderful. So go check that out. <laughs> Um, aside from that, um, really nothing that I want to plug this week. Um, we'll we'll get into that a little bit more next week. And again, we'll keep you guys posted when the when we're going to start collecting your predictions for E3. We're basically just going to make a post, and you guys can go putting things on there. And when we get to the episode uh, for the E3 prediction show, we're going to grab and pick a few of the predictions, talk about them at length, and we'll go you know really deep into those. So that that will probably be a pretty hefty episode. So we'll keep you guys posted. All right, guys, um, that about does it for this week. Thank you once again for joining us on episode 25. Remember that Gaming Dad 101 goes live every single Wednesday on pocket services around the world. Make sure to subscribe and rate us on all the services. Uh, remember that for this and other shows, you can check out geekencast.com. But most importantly, go ahead and follow our Twitter at geekencast. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at viskzen. That's V-I-S-C-Z-E-N. You can follow Brian on Twitter at gamingdadbrian. He's actually starting to post things once again now that he's a little more settled um and of course um like i said i already mentioned geek and i mentioned uh, all right guys that about does it for this (laughs) (laughs) so once again Uh, guys thank you for everything thank you for joining us this week we will see you next wednesday toodles